forget it this year. There are no resolutions. <laughs> I'm just moving into a new year. And that is okay too. That is okay. It is okay. Because, you know, yesterday was yesterday and today is today. And there's nothing that says you have to. Nothing. Just getting through the day sometimes is the most amazing accomplishment. Survival is mm -hmm. a feat. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Surviving is a feat. Hi, brave friends. Welcome to Ask Us Anything. I'm Jessica Pate, your host of Brave Together Podcast, and I'm joined by two fantastic co-hosts. Hi, I'm Susanna Peace Lavelle. I'm a life coach. I'm a soul care coach. I am an advocate for disability families everywhere. I'm Dr. Zoe. I'm so thrilled to be here. I am a licensed psychotherapist, a writer, a speaker, an author. And together, we have about 60 years of motherhood experience, and we are so excited to share ourselves, share our experiences, share our wisdom, and speak to other brave or wannabe brave mamas and ask sometimes those ungoogleable questions because we have questions. And as a psychotherapist, there's nothing new under the sun. I've heard it all. And so there's no question that's too hard or even I hope not too embarrassing. Whatever's on your heart, it is my privilege and my honor to serve and support moms who have children who struggle in any and every single way. This space is for you. We are here for you with open arms. Ask, Ask us, us anything. anything. I do like the start of a new year and that new year energy, but I am so overwhelmed by resolutions and goal setting and the pressures to do or to be or to transform my life in 10 steps. Caregiving zaps so much of my mental and physical energy. What advice do you have for me? How do I set one simple intention for this year? Hi there. Happy new year. It's 2024. Can you believe it? I can't. We made it. I love it. Happy New Year. I feel like 2023 just raced by. I feel like it does that more and more every year, but for some reason this year just felt like a blur to me. So glad to be here. So good to be with you both. And we've we've got the perfect question for the start of a new year. And I love the new year, but I so appreciate the apprehension and the pressure and the expectation that a new year can bring to everyone, really. So I think this is a great topic to dive into today. What do you think? I absolutely agree. We we have so much pressure to make these huge changes in the beginning of the year with this arbitrary date. And I hope that today we can just take some of that pressure off of a mama who's already feeling enough pressure. So I'm excited to talk about it today. Yeah, very much so. And I think that in general, I'm so happy to be the biggest cheerleader and motivator for, for anyone who's interested in sort of positive behavior change. But for some reason, January, like, like you both shared, brings so much pressure that there's, it's almost anxiety driven. And so we're you know, we see it all around us. Everyone's talking about it. I'm going to lose these 10 pounds, whatever it is, right? And social media. And so we just get caught up into this, <gasps> right? And we're just coming down from the holidays, which are often very festive and fun and family and people together, hopefully, if that's what you desire. 
And if that's available to you, and we need to rest from that, like there needs to be some transition period. So I'm hoping that we can give ourselves some love and compassion starting off. Absolutely. And when you said the word rest, it just, why don't we just start there? Like, why can't we incorporate that into the start of the year is a mindset for rest. We've just had a huge month or a huge couple of months. If you start your celebrations at Halloween and go big or just have a lot more on your plate, starting with Halloween, a lot of people do. Some of us don't, you know, it just, we all have varying degrees of extra when the holidays come. And regardless of that, there's still, (laughs) there's still rest that could be procured in the early, early part of January. So we all have permission, right? We're just saying it right there. Oh, goodness. Do we ever have permission? You know, there's so much there's so much pressure during the holidays and we get bombarded with social media, with articles, with podcasts who are telling you this is how you can start the new year and start the new you. And this idea, it's actually this kind of false hope syndrome that somehow on January 1st, we're going to fix all of our deficits. And so then we spend this time mining for all of these things that are wrong in our life that we want to try to fix and not have in this new year. And, you know, one of the things that I'd like to encourage women to think about when we talk about rest and acceptance even is these things that sometimes we imagine we need to fix in the new year to create this new person. These may be routines or these habits that we have in our lives. They're there for a reason. And we don't often pay attention to that. And they serve us, and that's why we do them. Now, sometimes we're doing things that serve us in the present, especially as caretakers and busy moms, that maybe aren't so good for us long term, right? Maybe it's that chocolate cake we have every night after the kid goes to bed. And what the question that you want to ask yourself is, how does that serve me? What does it give me? Maybe it gives you this just sense of comfort. Maybe you look forward to it every day and it helps you actually get through your day, right? Maybe it just gives you a space, even a few seconds to feel good and relax. And so if you decide that you want to get rid of that thing because it's the new year and the chocolate cake's not good for you, I also want you to honor how does it serve me? And if I do decide I need to get rid of it, how am I going to then continue to serve myself in that way so that I still have the benefit of it? And part of that is just really paying attention and being intentional and honoring the fact that you actually care for yourself. You do. And you need to pay attention to that and and figure out how to continue to do that even if you take things away. I love this. Amen, amen, amen. I just, I feel like when the new year starts, we often go to a space of, okay, so now we need to deprive ourselves of da da da, right? We need to take away this, 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 because this is bad. It's not good, right? So we have all of this self-talk around, you know, beating ourselves up already. And I love, I love peeling back the layers of why this practice of eating the chocolate cake, which by the way, for me is probably a glass of red wine, But either way, it's just like I'm decompressing. I'm like, oh, it's an exhale. I'm sort of finished with my day. This is sort of a treat for me. And so then how can I then, if my goal is to, you know, sort of find a different habit, find a different way to reach that (laughs) calmness, I don't know what, heavy drugs or something, I don't know, then it really is an opportunity to be so conscious and present with myself 
and being compassionate with myself, like, ah, oh, you had a really hard day. You're really looking forward to unwinding and taking a look at how we can change, again, some behavior in a, in a more positive way. Again, if we, you know, have that desire. So I, I, I love it. I am looking forward <laughs> to practicing this. And I think it's okay to ask ourselves, why am I doing anything? Like, is this just external pressure that I'm feeling? Is it the shoulds that I'm putting on myself? Is it my perfectionism rearing up? Is it my, you know, feeling like I have to perform or people please or show up in a particular way? I think it's important just to pause and ask ourselves those questions. Is this just what I've always done? Well, what I've always done, has it served me? Like you guys keep saying that phrase and I love that. We don't have to listen to anything that's out there on the interwebs at all. Maybe we want to do nothing at all. Maybe we don't pick a word for the year, or maybe we do if it lights you up, you know, if it's motivating, if it's life-giving, but if it feels like this heavy, heavy burden, we already have enough as caregivers on our plates. We don't need to place more to-dos and shoulds and lists and practices if it's not going to bring life or joy or help us access playfulness or ground us, whatever, you know, I could go on and on. And, you know, from a mental health standpoint, we do know that it's good to set goals. It's good to look at your life and reevaluate it, but there's nothing that says it has to be done on January 1st. And so I also encourage women to, or caretakers to think about when is a good time in my season of the year, right? Because the holidays can be busy. And right afterwards, that might not be the right time. For me, it's my birthday, which happens to be in February. For me, that's a wonderful time for me to reflect on the year. I'm entering a new year. And that's kind of my own new year. And so I encourage people to, yes, pay attention, reflect, look at your life if there may be things that you might want to change or tweak. But it doesn't have to be on January 1st. And so you don't have to feel like, well, if by January 1st, I haven't gotten it all figured out, then if I try to throw something together and say, I'm going to change these things, then what we also know is that by the 30th, most people have stopped, right? Because it's been kind of arbitrary. But if you apply it to something that's very meaningful to you, a, a time in the year that matters, that you know you have space to really sit and reflect, that will probably increase your likelihood of making some real change. And we should be so grateful that this is actually an opportunity that is available to us mm. whenever, wherever, however. So I just, it's not like we missed the boat. Now it's January 7th. Now it's January 15th, right? There, I love that this is available to us. I mean, just another reason for us to just be so hard on ourselves and disappointed, like, ah, oh, man, this January just flew by. Forget it. I'm eating 10 gallons of, you know, chocolate chip ice cream, whatever it is. Um, so I just, you know, I'm, I just love the opportunity that this is for us, for all of us, and especially as moms, especially as extreme caregiving moms, right? So grateful, so grateful for this. I like that. You get to choose any time of year, any season that feels right, your birthday, whatever just seems to work. If January, February in your caregiving life or work life tend to be just brutal, 
maybe that's not the time to pause, stop, reflect, and think about change or think about transformation or think about habits or think about goals or resolutions. You get to choose any any day, any week, any month. And sometimes we have that desire to do something new or to invite a new practice or habit, but it still feels like, uh, still feels a little hard. Invite a friend. Invite a friend who, you know, wants to do something as well, and you can cheer each other on. You can hold each other accountable, but not in a judgmental, harsh way, but, you know, in a loving, compassionate way. How's it going this week with dot, 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 you know, and just cheer each other on and give each other so much love and encouragement and celebrate the positive steps. I love that because accountability is so important for things that really matter for us in our life, right? And so I love to tell that mom because the question she asked was, how do I set an intention with all the pressures of starting things in the new year? And I think that's a great directive is if there's something you really know that you want to do, honor it. And part of honoring it is by finding some accountability, someone that you can share. Number one, you're speaking what you want into the world, right? And so you're speaking it, which gives it some power. And then you're asking someone else to come along with you in that journey, which is so very helpful. The other thing when it comes to to setting, and I love intention instead of a goal, because an intention, it's not time-bound, And I know we talk a lot about SMART goals and they've got to be time bound and that's the only way you can get things done. But an intention is actually an energy and it is space and also a lens through which you can walk the whole year. So if you want to set an intention, I think you need to do those things that we talked about earlier in this episode, apply those as you make your choice about what your intention is, and then allow it to just kind of be the space that you walk through. If you write that word down or that phrase down, you put it somewhere, you put it in your phone, you remind yourself every day that this is my intention for this year, you'll start to see the things that you do through that lens. You'll start to apply it in a natural way, and it doesn't have to have all of this pressure. And I always like to come back to because <laughs> I am so hard on myself for everything. So I, I always love to even set an intention and tell myself, okay, this is my intention for the next day. This is my intention for the next week. This is my intention. This is my wish and my intention for the next couple of weeks or whatever it may be. And I just love the idea that, that we can also just flow with life and still sort of maintain this baseline, like intention of, I want, you know, whatever values to be present in my life. I want to feel a certain way and just flowing with that. And when, when you start hitting up against a feeling that like, this is no longer in alignment with what is going to work for me right now in my life or the season of my life, or, you know, my kid is going through something and I just don't have the ability or the time or the energy to just focus. I just love that we can be flexible Again, I'm speaking to myself, but I know there are so many other moms out there who are just putting so much pressure on themselves to do, 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 do. And I just want to say out loud and activate and claim that we can just continue to be without flitting around, without giving up or quitting. We're, we're definitely wanting to be flowing with, you know, what is available for us right now in our life. And I just... I just want everyone to feel so cherished and held and supported. And me, I'm talking to myself because it's so hard, you know, Mm. life can be tricky. 
It is. And I'm so glad you said that, Susanna, because I'm going to share last year, I started out 2023 with a bang and I had all of these goals and I did the thing that we're talking about. I spoke my goal. I said that I'm going to read 52 books this year. And not only am I going to read 52 books, I am going to review 52 books. And I put it out into the world and social media. I said I was going to do it. I figured out... I was really going to use Instagram as my accountability partner and life happened. I started out really well and a couple months in, well, I got a divorce last year. That took a lot. I got a book deal and my priorities changed and I didn't read 52 books this year. And there was some shame associated with me putting that out into the world, saying I'm going to do this. And we also had some issues with my daughter, with her multiple IEPs and so many things with school. And it was just a a busy, stressful year. And I had to give myself some grace and say, okay, that was a great intention that I set. And I did it for a good reason. And I wasn't able to accomplish it because life happens, right? Things happen. We have a lot of of plates that we're often spinning at the same time. But guess what? I read over 20 books and that's an accomplishment. That's an accomplishment. It's not what I wanted to do, but it it's something better than I probably would have done if I hadn't set that intention. And so sometimes we have to just honor the accomplishments that we do have, even if we don't reach that goal. And so I would just like to encourage someone. And sometimes we don't even want to set a goal because we're scared we're going to fail. But if you work towards it, then you've gotten further than if you didn't at all. Right. Well, who's, who says that? Is, was it, is it Wayne Gretzky that says you're you're gonna, not going to make 100% of the goals that you never shoot for or you never right. try for? Oh, right. Like that. Yes. Yes. It's kind of the failing to plan is planning to fail thing kind of thing. Yeah. There's no way you're going to do it, but it's still worth doing, isn't it? Well, I certainly know what it feels like to say, forget it. I'm not setting any goals or resolutions because I don't want to fail. I don't want to forget. I don't want to give up. So you know what? Forget it this year. There are no resolutions. (laughs) I'm just moving into a new year and that is okay too. That is okay. It is okay. It is because, you know, yesterday was yesterday and today is today. And there's nothing that says you have to, nothing. Just getting through the day sometimes is the most amazing accomplishment. Survival is Mm -hmm. a feat. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Surviving is a feat. And I think that if we can just go back to that word that we were talking about at the beginning of this episode, which is rest. Yes. I think. For me personally, I know that my intention is to actually rest more. And that's it's a very challenging thing for me to do. And I know that for me, it really is the quickest portal to even more creativity and flow and abundance. And it's tricky because rest is, you know, we are in this, we there's this oppressive grip of grind culture. And I don't know if you two are familiar with author, speaker, amazing woman, Trisha Hersey. Rest is Resistance is the name mm, of her book. I've heard it. Uh, yeah. She, yeah, she runs thenapministry.com. And so I just feel like if, if there's going to be one thing on my list, it's just going to have the intention to be conscious about the moments and the times during the week where I can actually sit down and rest instead of filling up every single moment, which is very easy for me to do because there's a million things to do every single day. So rest and recharge and create and, you know, whatever else can birth from that. Sometimes the only way that we can create rest 
is to figure out how to implement boundaries by saying no. What do we need to say no to so that we can honor ourselves and have rest? Yeah. Yes, yes, and yes. Well, I think sometimes we're afraid to set boundaries because of everyone else's reactions, because we tend to be people pleasers. And so we have to really pause there and realize that a boundary is for us. And when we're changing certain ways of doing things with our time, with our energy, with our schedule, with our people, there is going to be a a repercussion. There is going to be backlash, but that just means that you need to stick with it even more so. It doesn't mean that you were wrong in setting that boundary. It probably actually reinforces the need for that boundary. Yes. I don't think that could have been said better. We Often when I'm working with clients, they'll say, well, I tried the boundary and it didn't work. And my response is, that's not really how boundaries work because boundaries aren't, a, you know, they're not a rule that you set for somebody else. They're a line that you draw for yourself. And so what you can expect is that when you draw that line, other people are going to have reactions, especially if you've usually not had a line. They're going to be like, wait, what are you doing? And also psychologically, they're going to push back because they want to see, number one, if you really mean it, and number two, how far they can go. And so we should expect that. And when people push back and even get angry, it doesn't mean that our boundary didn't work. It just means that we have to hold our line tighter so that they understand what is okay and what isn't okay. But we need to expect that. But over time, when you hold your boundary, people tend to adjust and accept. But it takes time. And it does take that initial backlash, which makes you feel like, oh, this isn't working. But no, it's working. It's working. Right. Yeah. We are we are teaching mm-hmm. people how to treat us. Absolutely. Right. We are informing their future behavior. It's so challenging and we want to give up so easily. Forget it. Let me go ahead and take care of everyone again. I am, this is, I love this so much. We definitely could do a whole episode just on boundaries. So maybe we could tuck that away, put a pin in that for a future episode, (laughs) because I think as moms and caregivers, and probably a lot of us battle people pleasing and perfectionism, I think a little mastermind on boundaries, a little discussion or conversation on boundaries is always in order. I I will sign up for that workshop every year because I think we need to remind ourselves that we don't have to burn ourselves out to do everything for everyone and not look at our own needs. Amen to that. Yes. All right. So how do we want to wrap up this first episode of 2024, we want to heap loads and loads and gobs and gobs of compassion and encourage you to pour self-compassion all over yourself right now with the things that you think you should be doing in January, which you don't have to. Yeah. I would just like to encourage the mom out there that there are no rules. There are no rules pay attention to what you need. Really sit with yourself and ask yourself, what what do you want to do maybe this year or this minute or this month? And just recognize there's no rules. So you get to choose, you get to make them, and you do what's best for yourself. I do want to just encourage you to care for yourself in this process in the very best way that you can. Yes. 
Absolutely. And my three words for you all is go with grace. Mm. Just go with grace. It's beautiful. I love that. Thank you all. Well, it's so good to be together and I will see you both again for the next Ask Us Anything episode. Have a beautiful day. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening today. Do us a favor and leave us a review and a rating so that this podcast can get into the ears and the hearts of more and more moms. Did you know that Brave Together podcast is an extension of our nonprofit organization called We Are Brave Together? We Are Brave Together serves an international community of caregiving moms by offering support groups that are virtual and in-person, educational resources, and low-cost weekend retreats. To join us today, go to wearebravetogether.org. Our support and sisterhood await you. Brave Together podcast is for entertainment and education purposes only and is not a substitute and should not be relied on for medical or mental health advice. The use of any content on our podcast linked in our show notes or on our website is to be done at your own personal risk. Please seek out a professional to assess your own medical or mental health concerns because we are all beautifully complex and the content of this podcast is for a broad audience.